my two front teeth are not as long as I'd like them. So I got a little emotional <laughs> one night and I thought the dental office was gonna be like, well, too bad, so sad. Not gonna, do you get what you get? You don't get upset. You can't even pee without your pee starting to freeze as it's coming out. That's actually, to be honest, that's a lot. I've never experienced that. I think if it was cold enough, it would freeze on the way out. Something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 120. 120, people. Um, when it's episode 420, I'm gonna light up a joint. <laughs> Maybe. Um, okay, so <laughs> there has been a lot of work done in here, just not in this area. So I've got all of my artwork finally arrived. I'm finishing up wallpaper, because this is only halfway, well, this is more than halfway. This is like four tenths. <laughs> I mean, six tenths. Oh, what's that? That actually breaks down to something, but I still have more work to do. Um, <laughs> wallpaper wise, and it's really embarrassing. I've done peel and stick wallpaper before, so this is not a traditional pasted wallpaper. This is peel and stick, which means it's removable. Um, in my, oh shit. Why didn't it work the first time? Sorry, that first little bit won't have been with my audio mic. I mean, my podcast mic. It was with my camera microphone. Apologies. <laughs> anyway, I was talking about the wallpaper here. Um, it's not traditional pasted wallpaper, uh, which I have worked with as well. And this, I thought it's more forgiving because then you can peel it off. If you make a mistake, put it back on. The only downfall with that is that sometimes you can stretch the wallpaper out and then it's warpy and it doesn't line up properly. And then, but I with all the wallpaper experience I ha I've had, I've done two different peel and stick wallpapers. One is in my old studio, like the whole 3D look that I had going on. And then also just like a small piece of my entry. Um, so I know how not to use peel and stick wallpaper. I also um, did a, a little research before I started paste or not pasting, plastering, not plastering, sticking this paper to my wall. Uh, just because sometimes you think you know something about something and then you just get one tip and it really like makes things a lot easier. So that's what I did. And um, I had everything I needed to do a proper job, but I still screwed it up because I was lazy with two things I did wrong. The first sheet, because I've got, I ordered this wallpaper about six inches longer than it needs to be. So you have like three on the top, three on the bottom, just giving yourself some leeway to work along the wall because the wall is crooked and you you can't rely on it being straight. So I just ordered extra inches. So I didn't use my laser leveler, which you don't even need a laser one, just a regular level to make sure that the paper, that your first strip is straight because that will just, especially when you're doing a 28 foot wall. <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I did slightly. Actually, what I did was I put the first piece on and then I used my laser level 
and I noticed that it was just slightly off, maybe like a sixteenth of an inch, okay, off. And I thought, oh, that's nothing, like not thinking about it. And uh, what was I talking about? Uh, wallpaper, you're probably not that interested. But um, anyway, so what's happened, long story short, is now the very top border of the wallpaper, I've reached the top border of the wallpaper, and now the, um, <laughs> the pattern is slowly disappearing at an angle, meaning now the white paper that it's printed on is showing and it's gonna keep getting worse. So now I have to do a trim piece, which you won't see anyway. This top of the wall is like way up here, but it's still my studio. I still want it to look nice and you'll never notice the angle of the screw up, but I just now know, like I've got a 26 foot wall to do of this beautiful mural. It's like, it's basically a photo of a rock wall that's been printed. I think it's called Photo Wall is the name of the company. Um, and it's going to look sick. But there's like 22 pieces. <laughs> and now, now I'm I'm fine. I'm going to be putting that in my like entertainment room. But it's going to look sick. I just have to make sure that I do it right, right from the start. And I won't run into any issues like that. Anyway. You probably don't care, do you? Not as much as I do, <laughs> but I will show you. I'll pan this camera around. Right now I've got Ikea boxes right there. I've got three built Ikea units right there that need to go against the wall that I can't put against the wall yet until the wallpaper's done. But I've been slowly picking away and then when it looks decent and ready to show you, I'm gonna give you a little tour because I don't wanna do an injustice by like showing it to you when it's like half done. It's over half done at this point, which is like, wow, crazy. <laughs> Christopher Walken, wow. <laughs> uh, if ever I do a Christopher Walken impression, it's terrible. But I always say, can somebody <laughs> go lock the door? <laughs> I would say that's all I know. He doesn't even say that. Or something about sticking a watch up his ass. What do you think? Should I do impressions? Okay, today I thought that I had my lemon slices in here. I don't. Uh, we're just winging a cocktail and I've never made this before. Um, it's super simple. It's literally gonna be rum and coke, but I bought this Kraken gold spiced rum. Can you see how much is gone? That was the other night when I was tasting it and tasting and tasting it again. <laughs> so it's, to be honest, it probably not even quite a shot. It's missing, but um, bizarre and fierce sea creatures, the Kraken gold spiced rum. Um, I remember years ago, I think it was Thanksgiving. We rented a place in Kimberly. It's a little ski town. And my aunt's uncles came and my mom and everybody was there. And I made mulled wine. And a traditional mulled wine recipe involves brandy, which I didn't have. And I was like, oh, this looks close enough. <laughs> and so um, brandy is pretty strong, I think, anyway. But this stuff is 35%. I think the original Kraken is 40%. So I just was just serving up the mulled wine. You put, you don't put the brandy in with the mulled wine. I don't think you do it separately. So I was kind of like free pouring in people's glass. Anyway, we were supposed to go for dinner that night. 
we stayed in. <laughs> we all got smashed. Not all of us, right? But it was like, should we go out? We were just having too good of a time. My uncle brought his guitar. My mom was in a band forever, so she's got an incredible voice. So does my other aunt, who wasn't in the band, but same genetics. And myself, my sister. So my uncle was playing the guitar. We were jamming. It was just the best. It was so much fun. There was a hot tub. We rented this like little ski lodge. It was great. But I have good memories of Kraken, but you have to be careful because it's very good, very strong though. Then I have this. My sister got this for me for Christmas. It's not carbonated. Why did it? It feels super tight after I did that, but it shouldn't have been not tight. I don't know. It's cold brew coffee. There's no way this is carbonated. <laughs> I was thinking, what am I doing shaking this carbonated drink? It's not, but I slow brewed for 18 hours, nitrogen infused, shake well, pour hard, fuel up. Okay. So I'm going to be up all night long, all night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try that not. Let me try that one more time. All night long, all night, all night, all night long, all night. <laughs> I started in the wrong key. That's the only issue, okay? If I started in the right key, there it would have sound better. It sounded better. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to pre-pour this because I didn't bring in any of my pouring accessories. That's another thing. I have to figure out where my bar cart's going to go because I do want to feature it in the videos. So that's where I think I'm going to be shifting. I still want to include the window. I'm filming a lot later than usual, so it's getting dark outside, but I might shift this way and then I'll try to figure it out. But if I have to sacrifice the window, I might have to do that. Um, and I could actually squeeze the window in with my second camera angle, which I brought my other camera in, but um, I don't have a stand or an SD card. So my attention was there. I just need to get a little bit more organized. I recently came back from a road trip and got stuck on the highway twice. And it wasn't fun. Black ice, lots of fresh snow, extremely cold. So every vehicle that passes you creates a depth of blindness that you can't even comprehend meaning it's so billowy and fluffy because the snow it's so cold it's like fog and you can't see for at least five seconds after a car passes you you can't follow too close behind any vehicle but because it's one lane the semis just create this billow of dusty snow and you can't see a thing so they were both semi-trucks. They weren't actual accidents. They were just semis getting stuck in the ditch. And because they're so long, their trailer winds up swinging into the highway. And um, so it just delayed things quite for quite some time, but um, only a few hours. But <laughs> still, it's quite stressful because you're thinking, how much gas do I have? It's minus 25. If I run out of gas, my car won't keep me warm. And I have to go knock on somebody's window. Be like, excuse me. Can I come warm up? But it's so cold that you can't even pee without your pee starting to freeze as it's coming out. That's actually, to be honest, that's a lot. I've never experienced that. I think if it was cold enough, it would freeze on the way out. Some friends arrived. How convenient. Anyway, so it was fine. I finally made it home a few hours after I expected to. 
But I always kind of, I, I appreciated that I wasn't stuck overnight because some people get stuck overnight and it's wild. Like, I, I don't know what the record is for being trapped on the highway, but it's probably something like three days. <laughs> I'd be calling a helicopter, but sometimes you're trapped without service. So you can't get a hold of people. You can't even let them know that you're going to be late or that you're trapped or stuck. Um, but luckily where I was stuck, I had full service. So I was doing some work, doing some fun stuff. <laughs> like watching TikTok. Woo. So the only thing I'm worried about with this cocktail, besides staying up till tomorrow, um, is that Diet Coke, when mixed with anything sugary, foams up like crazy. So what I think I want to do is pour this into this glass first and then add the rum and the coffee. Or should I do it the other way around? I think I'm gonna do the rum and the coffee and then I'm gonna just slowly pour, no, I gotta do this first. So that's why Diet Pepsi or Pepsi Zero or whatever the hell is a lot more convenient in that sense. Still bad for you, aspartame, blah, blah, blah. But see how it just literally all of it just, even from pouring it into a glass. Okay, let's go with that. The rest will be for rum. <laughs> Just joking. Um, free pouring about two ounces. Is the cap an ounce? Better not be. One, two. Two. Two ounces of Kraken. And it didn't even really foam up that much. That was this part I was worried about. Because this has no sugar. Black coffee. 120 to 140 milligrams. Kind of equivalent to a cup of coffee. I drink Nespresso and apparently those can be anywhere from 55. Still pressurized. Anywhere from 55 to like 110 milligrams of coffee. Milligrams? Yes. Okay. So let me just taste this without the coffee first. Mm-hmm. Now my Coke is flat. <laughs> Why did it react with the coffee and not the sugary Kraken? Well, let's give that a shot. Ooh, that's all it needs. It does not need any more coffee. Super flavorful. Wow, this is a good one. Um, I'm, cu I'm cold. <laughs> My brain is confused. I felt more cold after drinking that. I don't drink cold coffee often. So I think I've tasted coffee. My body was expecting warmth, but it was not warm. So suddenly I felt cold. That's my analysis of what's going on <laughs> with my system. All right. So I have some art pieces here that I need to figure out where they're going to go. I've got this adorable canvas. I definitely don't think this wall, just the colors are too similar. I'm also thinking here, maybe, can you even see it? Um, then I bought these acrylic little plaques. I'm a little bit worried about reflection, so I have to have them in a place where it's not gonna look, do this with my ring light. 
Um, but look at how adorable. These are vintage, <laughs> you can, like vintage style posters, but they're bevies. And they come with these four gold kind of knobs so that it stays away from the wall. So it's kind of like a revealed, kind of like that. Imagine four gold little knobbies, <laughs> um, which I might actually just put on while I'm talking to you, a little project. Um, and then I've got some bigger art pieces and then I've got these, oh yeah. I've had these forever. These are kind of little retro plant holders. Don't mind the hair all over me, I'm like shedding. Um, I've got these in two different sizes so I can have some like plants behind me. I also want to maybe look for some floating shelves. And I meant to do it, I was just recently in Kelowna. I meant to do it there, but then the weather just made me not want to do anything besides drink and eat. <laughs> I discovered, actually since I discovered, for the second time I went to a place called Tokyo One. It is an all-you-can-eat Japanese restaurant. They also have Chinese food as well. You sit down at the table. It's really good ambiance, huge place. Also, there's a little Japanese specialty shop like attached to it on the side, which is really neat to go through. And anyway, you sit down and um, you have an iPad. And with the iPad, you go through the menu and you order. And of course, the way that most all-you-can-eat restaurants work is you pay for what you don't eat. So you have to be very strategic with what you order, but they bring the food out so fast that you it you don't have to order it all at once and wait. You can order little bits at a time and it literally comes out like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> they must have like 10 people working at once just making sushi alone. So delicious, the quality. Like I've been to some all-you-can-eat sushi places before and they're not that great. Um, you know, like if you order a sashimi, it's like paper thin, <laughs> but these guys are generous with their portions. Um, but you'll notice that they won't serve you water unless you ask for it. So they want you to get as full as possible, <laughs> as quickly as possible and get the hell out of there. I'm gonna see if this works with a straw. So strangely enough, certain like dink <laughs> dinking dry at Coke. <laughs> With a straw sometimes does not work, like a plastic straw. It foams up in the straw before it gets into your mouth and it's just, it's weird, but um, this is very good. So adding coffee to like a rum and Coke, is there a name for this? Does it exist? Check this out. So these are the little knobbies that it comes with. And you probably can't see, my face is in the way. And then the way that these attached to the wall is that there are little places here where you can put the screws and screw it into the wall or have the screws ready and I don't know. Nope, what am I talking about? I lied. They're just little holes. Yeah, they're little holes where you can like have nails and hang them. So that's that. And they just go straight through like this and then you screw it back on. These are from Society6. Most of the artwork in my house is from there. They have every type of art that you can imagine. Um, yeah, see? And really decent prices. And here's a little trick. Okay, if you're looking to buy some art, go to Society6 and create an account, like just 
email address simple. And what you do is you put items in your cart. Now I'm, I think I'm signed up for text and email notifications just for shipping updates and things like that. Um, but if you leave the items in your cart for long enough, you will get a text message or an email saying that you, Hey, hurry up, order what's in your cart. In fact, we'll give you an extra 30% off, which is a lot when you're buying hundreds of dollars worth of art. That's $30 off of $100 <laughs> math. But um, for me, I ordered three large pieces, like $250 each. I ordered these little guys, which weren't cheap either, probably around $60 a piece. This canvas and then, God, I don't even remember, some other things. Um, and so I saved quite a bit of money. So if you want 30% off, just leave it in your cart for a while and then they'll text or email you. <laughs> <laughs> letting you know that you could save 30%. It's for me anyway. Maybe it's because I've spent so much money over the years, but. Okay. Update regarding the DNA company. Long story short, if you didn't see the last episode, I've been talking to a man called Kashif Khan. He's the author of The DNA Way and the founder of The DNA Company. I saw him in an interview on a podcast and I noticed after trying to share that podcast with multiple friends that that podcast was missing. So I messaged him on Instagram to let him know. And um, from that point forward, we started talking and let it, I let him know that I was going to be purchasing a DNA kit just because of my own curiosity. And I ordered the book. I'm still only a quarter of the way through. <laughs> I'll get there, okay? Um, and uh, just more curious about my DNA, not for any specific reason besides just curiosity, because I feel like I'm a fairly healthy person. Um, but again, there's some things that I wonder about. Uh, so it's just, it's interesting to have a spreadsheet of your DNA. And it has nothing to do with ancestry or finding relatives or anything. It's not like ancestry or 23andMe. It's completely different than that. Um, but the fact that I'm talking to him directly and potentially will have this future collaboration, um, can't share too, too much at this point, uh, because at this point right now, I, uh, he has sent me a DNA kit that has not arrived and he sent it quite a while ago and <laughs> it still hasn't arrived. So we're trying to track that down. I think it's through DHL. There's a little bit of misinformation happening when it comes to it's saying it's delivered, but then also the app will say it's in transit. So it's like, it's a small package, right? So it's, I don't know, it's maybe lost. Maybe it just, who knows, maybe got delivered to the wrong address. I'm hoping that whoever got delivered to <laughs> knows who I am and will bring it to me. Um, anyway, so if there's another one that's been shipped out. So hopefully tomorrow or the next day. No, tomorrow is Friday. Um, so hopefully. But anyway, it will somehow get to me. And I'm like, maybe because I should just order one myself. And then, you know, long story short, we got to get this DNA rolling because nothing can be done until I get my DNA analyzed. And that's where we're at. <laughs> I remember the last episode, I was like, yeah, next, next time you see me, I'm going to have more of this, more of that. But tonight I'm finishing the wallpaper. I don't care what anybody says <laughs> or whoever shows up at my house. Um, I do have to finish cooking a little bit of dinner, but then I'm going to come right back in here. I got the heat on. I got my drink on. <laughs> I've got the rest of my can of coffee. 
And I typically don't drink coffee after 3 p.m. because it will keep me up. But I do need to kind of like rock and roll tonight. So, um, all right. So weather. Oh my God, you guys, this is exciting. So to build my cross country ski trails around my property, um, we've been dragging a handmade homemade track setter, but we tried to set track when it was minus 30 outside and the track hit a tree. You drag it behind the snowmobile. The track hit a tree and exploded into dozens of pieces. <laughs> it was so cold that it just literally broke apart. We've been using it for like many years. So officially we've ordered a track setter and it's steel. It's professional. It's got wings on it. So it's going to be nice and wide and groomed with little tiny grooves. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And I definitely want to take you guys cross country skiing with me. And since we haven't been because the track setter's not in and also the track isn't set because the other one exploded. <laughs> um, I have not been cross country skiing. I could go other places, but I'm like, no, I'll just wait. Um, and because it's been so cold that I can't, I can't cross country ski if it's colder than like minus 15. Call me a chicken, call me whatever you want. Um, but I just get way too cold, way too easily. And part of the reason is not, it's not because it's like, you're getting your sweat on, right? But the downhill is so breezy that like the amount of sweating that I do chills me to the bone when I'm not sweating. So like I'm sweating 50% of the time because it's like 50% up, 50% down. Um, and so the down just gets me when it's that cold and it's hard to warm back up. And then I know I'm making excuses. I've gone downhill skiing when it's really cold, which also is not very fun, but cross country is a little, it just hits a little bit different. So I'm waiting. So by the time the tracks that arrives, it'll be warmer and we'll be good to go. Um, what else is new? I don't really know. People are just in and out. <laughs> oh my God. I have so much to talk about. Oh, so after the holidays, you know how we all indulge over the holidays? And I've just continued indulging <laughs> since basically Christmas. So I've come up with a new regimen for exercise. And I want to try to do like not a full body transformation in, in the sense that I'm like going to change to myself too much. But I have this plan to completely switch up my exercise regimen regime. And, um, because what I've been doing, I mean, I feel strong and I'm like, like strength training is what I've been doing like six days a week. I got a little discouraged cause I'm like, I'm not seeing any difference or any results, but I'm also eating a little bit too much. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's to blame, but I'm going to try doing a mixture of cardio and strength training and like 
three days cardio, three days strength training, but also increase my weight by like 50%. So instead of 10s, use 20s and then basically push to failure. And so I've been doing some research. I also spoke to my doctor and just about like lots of different stuff. And she's like, try just completely switching up what you're doing because what used to work for you in the past doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you now. Right. So, um, so there's that. So the exercise regimen will change. I'm pretty disciplined with my food when I make a decision that, okay, today's the day I've just kind of been pushing it off using different excuses. It's cold as hell. I've been cooking way too much and doing some baking and gluten-free baking is not healthy (laughs) for you at all. It's like the, my type that I do like muffins and cookies and, but, um, so once I make the decision to pull the trigger, I will be changing my diet as well. Also fasting, intermittent fasting is something that is proven to work, especially for me. Um, but it has to be in combination with other things. It can't just be intermittent fasting and then just do eating whatever I want in the window that I give myself. Cause I'm not going to give myself a two hour eating window. I just can't, it doesn't work for me if I'm doing anything in my life. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then, um, sleep. So this is another one that I need to get better at. Let me just pour some more of this espresso in my diet Coke at 5 PM, 5:20 PM. Uh, so I notice a big change in my ability to stay asleep in the second half of the night. And it's not necessarily something specific that I'm blaming it on. I like, it's definitely not caffeine. I think it's just whether hormones, air pressure, um, different stresses, like just natural stresses in life. So, but it's really weird because I get up right around three 30 in the morning, four in the morning, and I can't fall back asleep till like six. And I get up at like six 30. <laughs> so there comes a point where I'm like, my body's just like, just get up already. But I'm like, no, I like, I won't, I won't go on my phone. Cause I can't, I don't want light in my face. I feel like that will keep me up. So I just lay there. And I come up with really dumb ideas. (laughs) I come up with like, and then I started having like weird stressed out moments where I'm thinking about something that's not even happened. It doesn't even make sense. Like the amount of weird stressed out feelings and thoughts I have at night when I'm laying in bed do not pertain to real life. Like if I had those same thoughts in the middle of the day, I'd be like, whatever. Like it's like stressing about the weather or something. Like there's nothing you can do. I also come up with stupid stand-up comedian jokes that I'm like fantasizing about telling, like doing stand-up in front of people. And then I think about like what the joke was later on in the day, like the next day or that morning. It's terrible. (laughs) But I did come up with bikini bug eating (laughs) many years ago because I couldn't sleep and I was staring at the ceiling. And I thought, what if I eat bugs in bikinis? So I did it. Was it a hit? Not really. <laughs> it was also kind of a dumb idea, but it was fun and memorable. And my sister and I also did it together. When she was on, it was the tarantula episode. And I'll tell you what. 
I have three spiders as pets. Spiders don't really bother me. They used to when I was younger. I used to be terrified of spiders. And something happened that I just, I don't know if it was, I just forced myself to like not be afraid or I just re realize that they're not as bad as they think they are. What, something switched to my brain. Now I have three jumping spiders, regal jumping spiders or Phidippus regius. I have Chica, my large one. She's probably about half the size she'll actually be. Then I have Bart. Bartholomew was, or Bartel was my grandfather's name. And um, he had a tarantula named Chico. So Chica came first, named her after Chico. And then Bart is named after my grandfather. <laughs> and Bart is my medium jumping spider. Um, and he's the zestiest one. Like he actually has a little orange head. So his eyeballs stick out. So he just looks like he has a bit more of a personality because you can just really see his head like oscillate up and down and it's, he's adorable. And then I have Squish. <laughs> Squish is my little teensy tiny baby girl. And she's really small. She just molted and she did not grow. <laughs> I don't know what that means because Bart molted and he came out twice the size. Chica molted her first molt in like a month ago and she doubled in size. She just molted again and she doubled in size again. So she is a big girl. She's probably like the size of a dime. But I think she'll get to be about the size of an, a quarter. But I'm, I will show you guys. Uh, I have their little enclosures set up. I actually tried to use my camera. This one here. It's a really good camera. But it's not super macro. Like I need something that's going to zoom in really close. And just capture their little personalities. Because like I need to wear my glasses when I'm looking at them. Because they like a couple of them are small. They're really small. Um, but their enclosures are really cool. Uh, and I've got like, I bought a bunch of 3D printed mushrooms and like funky things to make it look natural in there. Um, and then my sister-in-law made me a little magnet with mushrooms on it. And she didn't even know like that that was the decor theme for um, my spiders. And so all of the 3D printed stuff that I have is held on by magnets. So her little mushroom magnet she gave me like fits perfectly on the front. So it kind of looks like it's like on the inside and outside. I'll show you guys. But it's so fascinating. Like I will watch and watch and watch those little guys. And Bart, like I said, the zesty little orange headed one. He's a little redhead. It'd be funny if my Opa was redheaded, but he's not. He wasn't. Um, he was bald headed. <laughs> um, but anyway, so little Barty, like he'll just start getting zoomies a little bit and they're not really super quick spiders and one thing that i learned early on was that they're not a type of spider that will just run off they jump right so but they can only jump so far at a time they can run but for very short distances and so i have this whiteboard it's kind of a a foam core poster board and because my dining table is like a dark brown, like a dark walnut. And when the spiders are little, they're quite dark. When they get bigger, they get like fluffy white hairs on them. So you can see them better. But I was, I'm terrified of like one jumping off and me not being able to see it right away, especially if I don't have my glasses on. And um, so I have this big whiteboard and then I take their little enclosure and I open it up, comes apart like in two pieces like this. And then I try to handle them as much as possible so that they kind of get used to me. And I notice that I really need to wash my hands well, like to get all any oils off my hands before, which makes a big difference to them because they, the texture of my hand, they don't like, they kind of get on there and then they start go ping, ping, 
bing, like they're, they're trying to get off. But when I wash my hands really well, kind of dry them out, then they're a lot more like calm. So this will change like the more I my, my handle them and stuff, but oh, I just love them. And Chica, the fact that she just malted again, like this is her third malt since I've had her. So exciting. And then you get worried because they're in their little, they build a little hammock. So you can tell when they're about to molt because they, they don't build webs like regular spiders to catch their prey. They just use them for like their little hammocks or they use them for their little hides. So that's where they kind of feel safe and go to. So it's like they build themselves like a little, a little hammock. And, um, but when they're about to molt, they build their hammock thicker, like really thick. And this time she used something called her hide that I bought. And it's essentially a tube that's magnetic and like sticks to the top. And because the spiders are arboreal, they, they like to kind of nest up top. And so she was in there for like four days. And I was like, oh no, because a lot of spiders, I shouldn't say a lot of spiders, but sometimes when these spiders molt, they don't have a, they have a false molt and then they die, which sucks. So I was like, she was taking extra long and I'm like misting in there because it has to be very humid. And the odd time I would like tap on her little hide and she, I could see a little leg pull in or whatever. So I knew she was fine. But, uh, oh my gosh, when she molted, I was like, who is this girl? Her little booty was so tiny because when they eat, they get thicker abdomens. And so when she went in, she had a nice fat booty. <laughs> when she came out, it was like a little withered. I'm like, girl, you need to eat. So what's also really cool is you you feed them by hand. So I buy crickets from the uh, from the drugstore, from the pet store. Um, I used to be buying pinhead crickets, but they're too small now for all three. So now I have to buy one week and two week crickets. And um, excuse me. So you have to hold. I have a little feeding tub that I put in there. So I put a bunch of crickets in there at a time and then they'll hunt them that way, but they jump on their prey. So they jump on them and then sink their teeth in and inject them with their venom. And then you'll see the cricket like moving around and then just stop. <laughs> and crickets are hard to kill. So like the venom is doing something. So, uh, but with Chica and with, with Bart, Squish is a little bit less inclined to jump on a tweezed cricket. Um, but Chica is so much more fascinating to watch with her because she's so much bigger and you could see her like look with her head, turn her body and then she'll look up at me and then she'll look back at the cricket and then her little like the things that cover her teeth, the little fluffy things are kind of like going like this and then her little front legs start to go like this and then she just bounces on it. And it, I'm, I'm holding it like probably two, three inches away and she just bounds and gets it. And then whenever they jump, they leave a little tiny trail of webbing so they don't fall. They just kind of swing back. So cool. But I want to capture it with better quality video because like I couldn't like my phone won't do justice. It might I might have to just do that for now, but. I don't want to have to buy like a macro camera. <laughs> if I did that, I would start a whole other channel like with my spiders or just at least like an Instagram. But well, I will say this combo, it's just the Coke gets a bit flat. So I would recommend maybe it's just the diet Coke, like probably a regular Coke would be fine. Oh, shut up. Mm-hmm.
I had a few other things to talk about, but this caffeine just is sapping all my energy. <laughs> um, okay, well, I get to kind of talk about this. So, as most of you know, if you've watched my channel before, I have a new set of veneers. My top eight teeth are all porcelain veneers. Uh, I was reviewing a video of myself. I was taking a selfie video and sending it to my sister after I got my temporaries in. So when you get porcelain veneers, you wear temporaries for about two weeks so that you could kind of test the teeth out, look at yourself in the mirror. They're not exactly how they will finally look, but they're close, right? They're kind of a composite like plastic material so they don't feel natural they up close they'll look funny but generally that's kind of what the point is they also need time to make your porcelain veneers and then um anyway so i was looking at the video and um of my temporaries and i was like wow they look different from my my porcelains now and so I recreated a photo of, I took a screenshot from the video of my teeth when I'm like this. <laughs> and I recreated the photo, took a selfie like this and compared them side to side. My two front teeth and the temporaries were longer than they are now. And I never asked to have my teeth, my front teeth shortened. I like the look of longer front teeth, which they are longer than my incisors but they're not as long as they were with the temporaries. So I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I did notice when I first got my, my porcelains that they did look different from the temporaries, but my upper lip was so frozen and kind of like droopy that I couldn't smile properly. I had to wait hours and hours before I had my, the freezing wore off. And, um, and then I just, I've, ever since I've just noticed that my two front teeth are not as long as I'd like them. So I got a little emotional <laughs> one night and I was just looking at the video and I kind of got pissed. And I was like, Fuck, like, why are they different? Like I paid, you said arm and a leg, okay, for veneers. I'm like, why are they different? So I just texted um, the dental office because we communicate via text as well as email and whatever else and just let them know how I felt and like, I don't know why my vinyls are like my veneers are so much different than my temporaries. Like I thought they would be the same, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of the next day felt a little bit embarrassed because I was like, they're really not bad. Like nobody would ever think that looking at me, but I know what I, I wanted. And there was some, there was some sort of like discrepancy with measurement or something happened to where they're shorter than what I wanted. And I thought the dental office was going to be like, well, too bad, so sad. Not gonna, you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> but that was not the case at all. They were very, very, very accommodating. My dentist called me personally and she was like, hi, Kat, so tell me a little bit about your text. And I was like, oh God, here we go. Like, I don't want to make anybody feel like they didn't do a good job because they did an excellent job with everything. It's just whose fault was the measurement? I don't know. Was it the veneer specialist was it the and honestly if I never ever ever get it fixed I'm not going to be too too upset but it just will always kind of bother me a little bit so anyway I um 
I have an appointment coming up and she's like, no cat, like whatever you want. If you want me to replace the front two, I will, I'm happy to do that. I could put a composite material on your teeth just to make sure that they're exactly what you want and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, just so accommodating and friendly and like really want me to be 100% happy with my teeth. And um, which is exactly how it should be, honestly. I don't know why I was so scared that it would be like, well, you said that you like them and you never got a hold, you know what I mean? Complete opposite. Like they are the absolute best. And I'll have an update with regard to my two front teeth. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's such a first world problem that like I said, if, if I were to never, ever, ever get it fixed, then whatever. <laughs> I mean, what? I did see um, this one girl, because I watched a billion videos on people getting veneers, like veneer journeys on YouTube. And this one girl did have one story where she was like, she was getting her entire mouth redone because she had gotten them done years earlier. And she said, she's like, I liked my veneers a lot more than my finals. And, um, and when she said that, I was like, or sorry, I, I liked my temporaries a lot better than my vinyl, my finals, not vinyls, finals or porcelains. And, um, and I thought to myself, how would anybody like their temporaries better than their final? Like that, that was even a thing. And then I was like, I like my temporaries better too. After just seeing myself, like, cause I see myself all the time on camera and in the mirror when I'm doing makeup and stuff like that. And so I did notice quite a difference from the video of myself to what I see in the mirror. So anyway, well, I'll update you on that as well. This is the other one I got. The Aperol Spritz, which is a very, very nice beverage. I don't, I mean, it's okay. Like I, it's not my favorite, but some people are like crazy about Aperol. So I've got these two. I'm thinking of doing something like this. You know, something just a little different rather than ordering everything framed or canvassed. But isn't that cute? Like even just on your table. Like if you wanted to serve, <laughs> serve sushi, it just sits nicely, it's strong like a cheese platter problem with <laughs> the problem with acrylic. And I know this well, because when I was a professional artist, I used to frame a lot of my pieces with acrylic for shipping purposes because shipping glass is a nightmare. Um, also society six is really good that way too. All of their framed prints are, there's no glass. It's just acrylic and you would never tell the difference. It's just a lot lighter, a lot more, less likely to break. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Um, but it scratches super easy. So you could not actually use this as a cheese platter or anything where there'd be metal touching it, or it'd be really hard to wash. So wouldn't recommend, but how cute is this? Good little gifts too. And I think, like I said, I think they're around $60. So they're a bit pricey for the size of the art, but that's fine. Um, I'm also thinking about getting an area rug in here. I want like a seventies round, shag green rug <laughs> i know it's crazy but it's true i just have this vision 
I just know that darker shades for a carpet are going to show a lot more hair and fluff and dust. Whereas right now, even though I have a white carpet, you can't see shit all unless it's a black fly or something or a spider. Um, but I'm still deciding. I'm still kind of like figuring things out. I want some little fairy lights. I want some maybe like tiki lights or not tiki lights, like patio kind of type lights. Um, just going to keep rolling with it and just take you guys along for the ride <laughs> somewhat <laughs> when I get the confidence to show you. I still don't have a door on my studio. I don't have a toilet or a vanity because I, or I broke in and I had to ship it back. So this was a large, like 30 and a half inch ceramic top, really beautiful retro vanity that I got from Wayfair arrived completely smashed the top so the top ceramic top just crumbled into rubble in the bottom of the box so I opened it up I was like shit so I contacted Wayfair took a while to kind of get through and um they basically said yeah absolutely like we will give you a refund for the mirror because I two things arrived broken a little round mirror for the top of my vanity and the actual like bathroom vanity um I'm thinking makeup vanity bathroom vanity two different things but same word anyway so they were like but the large bathroom vanity um the sink vanity needs to be shipped needs to be returned for refund and I was like this huge box I now have to deal with this like it's on my porch it's dry but the humidity in the air from the snow is like the box is kind of withering and luckily they were like no, 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 no. All you need to do is print the return label and FedEx will come and pick it up. I was like, thank God. Because if I had to load it, bring it to the post office, like how the hell would I do that? Um, so FedEx came as scheduled, picked it up. I taped it all back up. Like I put a lot of effort into making sure that it returned to the company in one piece, not how it arrived. Anyway, it was definitely return broken, but the box was not going to rip. Let me just say that much. Gorilla tape, best shit ever. Well, everyone, thank you so much for watching episode 120. I can't wait until it's episode 220 and 320 and 420. And like I said, episode 420, we're lighting one up. We have to. <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in i hope that you loved this episode leave a comment down below and subscribe to this channel it is a newer channel so subscribe and uh you don't want to miss out also subscribe to my main channel and if you're listening to this podcast there is a video version on youtube and if you're watching this podcast there is an audio version <laughs> i almost got i almost got through without screwing it up audio version on spotify and and like all all platforms so you can check that out too. And yeah, just want to say big thanks. And I'll see you all in my next episode. Bye.